A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is the audio version of the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review. You can watch the video version and take part in a future episode by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. Do you uh, do what you need to do? <clears throat> right. Clicky click. Clickety clack clack. Please. Oh, wow. Listen to Sam click. Oh, my God. Did you hear all that clicking? That just never stops. That's always... I can dislocate my joints as well. Oh! That's Sam's body! I knew my ankles. Listen, listen, listen. listen. Oh! Because it sounds like you're just drumming your feet like... Brum, 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 brum. No, it's no, just it's... my tendons jumping across the boat. Tendons! <laughs> it's showtime, folks! This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! That was a over! He's ready! battleground in the history of our sport. Welcome everyone, no, 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 no. it's the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review. It's Tom Campbell along with reigning and resident WCW kid Sam Driver from Cultaholics. Well, Atkins was a WCW kid as well. Oh, I think you're kind of the de facto Because I, I, I can't, I'm still not over the death. No, no. We, we, we went, we, we jumped a little bit ahead. Uh, in, uh, begin because time is a construct of human perception. Yes. We recorded it yesterday. You'll hear it on Saturday. Uh, we recorded the Coldholic Classic SmackDown review. Watch along of WrestleMania the Cold-holic X7. Classic clusterfuck. <laughs> the Two. Crisis on Infinite Arseholes. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so on Saturday, w- you will hear WrestleMania X7 commentary provided by myself, Sam Driver, Matthew Gregg from the SmackDown review, and Jack Atkins, Jack, Jackkins from the Classic Raw review. But that's on Saturday. Fuck that, because today is all about Nitro in 95. Yeah, this a is simpler a- and, and, and I would like to say better, but I can't say better <laughs> time. <laughs> it, is a, it is a study in contrast, is this particular yeah. time. Uh, Sam Driver with us today. If you're not watching on the Patreon, uh, you will not see Sam Driver with a pint of taurine monster energy, which is, I'm bringing it up because we talked about monster energy last week. Oh, yeah. Did and we? Yes, we did. Yeah. You talked about there was a particular flavor. Oh, that you I like. Liked. Yeah, I like chemical shit taste. I don't yeah. like all these fruity juice ones, but it's like all you can get with zero sugar because for some reason nobody stocks zero sugar. Relentless. I don't even know if they make it anymore. <laughs> <sighs> so you've got taurine, which is like the the full on chemical. So it it's it's taste. Uh, it's ultra fiesta mango, but taurine <laughs> taurine is the um, taurine is the 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 chemical that is used in uh, energy drinks. Yes, uh, and it's essentially lab I don't know if this is true but I remember reading it once it's lab made bull urine wow hence Red Bull so it's it's 
fake bull piss. Yeah, but it's got it's something to do with energy. It's bullshit bull piss. Yeah, bullshit bull piss. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't know that before. Well, That's... if you if you if you take the if you take the TNA off the front, what does it leave you with? You, urine. <laughs> oh my god! No, it, it's 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 all right, you know. Unleashed. Why is everyone fighting with drinking I like, fake I, piss? I like I like how the fucking monster energy can is so nineties though. It's like sleep later, cause tonight we're gonna fiesta like there's no manana. <laughs> Ultra fiesta celebrates the nights that turn into mornings and the friends that we now call familia. Zero sugar, ultra fiesta, blends juicy mango flavor. It's <laughs> it's just like, and it's got it's even got like WCW t-shirt font. Unleash the beast. Oh, give me palpitations it's, just looking at it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just glad it's not got any sugar in it. It's like I'm gonna put this shit in my body. Then at least I can kind of avoid the sugar. Oh yeah, I like that. Instead, it's I'm gonna drink 58 chemicals and some sweeteners that probably cause night cause ninety types of cancer. But you know that that's that's. 2035 Sam's problem when they go, oh shit, energy drinks are killing everybody. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh boy. No sugar, <laughs> there was no sugar in it though. Maybe Don't worry, <laughs> we're not putting any sugar in our fake bull piss. Yes, it's fine. that's the one. I, I, did, I was going to ask the question, what makes a mango ultra fiesta? But I don't I, know. I, I don't imagine there's... The there's... smell's not exactly great. <laughs> Is it not like an ultra fiesta? No, it smells kind of <laughs> like an, an ultra sock. An ultra <laughs> sock congealed in the corner of your room that you forgot about. But how do you feel after you've drank it? Not as good as I would after like a relentless, to be honest. We ain't getting this monster Stress. sponsorship. Stressed. <laughs> you feel stressed. stressed afterwards. No, well, not usually. Usually yeah. it's quite nice, but it's mania week, man. Yeah, it's mania. a busy, busy old week on the channel. You've seen lots of lovely things that we've been painstakingly working hard to yes. bring you this week. And it's uh, and we're, we're not even at the tip of the mountain yet. Oh, God, no. The no, mountain is, is so, so much to come. Yeah. Uh. But we will we will park that for now as we take a trip back to 1995, the year of our Lord. Yes. December the 11th, classic Nitro. Uh, this was coming up to Christmas 95. What did you get for Christmas in 1995? I was four years old, so I will have gotten... I'm trying to remember. Or rather, what did you ask for for Christmas? It will have been all Power Rangers right. shit. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I think that was when I was younger. I think when I was like two or three... I got like, you know how you get those like Tonka trucks, mm. but I got like a giant one that you could ride on. Like you Ooh, could sit in the back nice. of it. Uh, there was like loads of, yeah, I'm trying to remember what else. Like that, I had like just, you know, you're like four years old. It's like, here's a book about letters, kids. Uh, but, you know, within a few years, I was like PlayStation. No. <laughs> so yeah, swings and roundabouts. Nice, nice. I I think I might have got Vector Man for the Mega Drive in this oh. year. Oh, yeah, I will have got uh, Master System games, probably. Yeah, because you had a yeah. Master System as well, didn't you? So you loaded up on Master System games. Yeah, well, more, more fitly, my dad will have got Master System games, but allowed me to open them. Oh. That's probably what happened. <laughs> that old chest. Oh, look, it's Columns. Oh, I love Columns. <laughs> It is a big week in video games in this particular week, December the 11th, 1995, because um, it's nearly Christmas. Warcraft 2, Tides of Darkness is out for PC and Never going to take off. Nah, it's never going to be a thing as Warcraft. Yeah. Tales of Fantasia for the snares. Ah, oh, I do remember that. And FMV game, Braindead 13. I've heard of that. It's it's the same people that made a lot of the... Um, like the Night Terror style shit. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, it's a video. Oh, no, it's, it's, an, it's animated. It was like... Oh. I, I, do you know what? We talked about this game a few weeks back on the Raw Review, and I'm hmm. trying to remember what it was called. Donkey one, Kong. No, 
Yeah, name all the games. We'll get there eventually. Pong. <laughs> Start with Pong and we'll go. But it's, but it's animated FMV, so you press left and right to go through the what's level. Space Quest. Space Quest. Space ah, Quest. Right, so what's the best old-ass Atari game? Because I've got a massive sweet spot for Yars Revenge, but I'd still say Super Breakout is the king. I mean... I mean, E.T. was apparently very good. Oh, E.T. was great. <laughs> you know, nobody's disputing that. Um, the best old-ass Atari game. Yeah, like, if you were to go back, if I was to just give you a Raspberry Pi and be like, you have to play an Atari game. Probably Jet Set Willy or Fantastic Dizzy, or one of the Dizzy I games. Like, oh, Dizzy, yeah. Jesus. Jet Set Willy was very good. I'm trying to think. There's uh, Pitfall, I think, had a really bad version on Atari. It did. Yeah. That felt quite special, Pitfall. Dude. Yeah. I like that. Pitfall. Felt, I might go Pitfall, fantastic. One of the Dizzy, early Dig Dizzy Dug, games. If Dig Dog was on there, love a bit of Dig Dog. Never played Dig Dog, actually. Centipede was fucking class. Yeah. Stressful, but class. <laughs> there, was a, there, was a, there was a lot that went into Centipede. Centipede was like, if somebody just told me, play some Centipede, this is what your entire adult life is going to feel like. <laughs> Except instead of giant centipede, it's just it's just bill collectors. It's like, <laughs> you owe me this much money, and okay. you shoot them every time. <laughs> mean. Uh, in the music charts this week in the UK, Michael Jackson, Earth Song, still hanging in there. Yeah, clawing to the little two perfectly placed trees. We're all doing that thing at school still. Yeah. Where we're doing that between yeah, any lampposts. Any, any gates or anything. Yeah, yeah that's, we all did it. Uh, and we all thought we were brilliant. Uh, in the US, Mariah Carey's One Sweet Day. Oh my God, will one. somebody dethrone her? <laughs> Carey is not stopping. Uh, the US box office has Toy Story still at the top. No surprise. And the UK box office still has golden eye. No surprise. No. Where do you sit on an American James Bond? Probably the windpipe. I, yeah, I agree. Because <laughs> I, I don't want it. Yeah, I, I, I think like, I don't so much care what mm. they do with James Bond as a character, but I just think it has to be a British actor. It's always got to be a British actor. it's such an institution, isn't it? Yeah. Could you imagine an American Bond? I'm James Bond. Just no. trying to crack out an English accent. No. Imagine it was Sam Worthington from the director's cut version of Avatar. Oh, God. Oh. Have you seen the director's cut of Avatar? No, but I know Sam Worthington. There's a whole, there's a whole bit where like, he's, he's just like, and they killed everybody I love. My brother gunned down for all the paper in his wallet. And it just literally goes Australian for like, no, it's like Jamie Bell oh. in that fucking Jumper film where he's just like, I'm American. Your friends and family are all dead. Nobody cares about you. And then he's like, now do you want to get a takeaway? And we're sat in the <laughs> cinema like, nobody else fucking noticed that he's just gone Geordie. And then he's Geordie from like that point in the film onwards. It's like, what? <laughs> they just gave okay. up. Okay. <laughs> Gave up. I just which which actors do you think do all right with doing other accents? Because there's not many that. Nah, it, it takes it. somebody who's like willing to spend time around people, mm. I guess, with the actual accent to really perfect it. Yeah, there's there's not many. Is I can't. I want to see I the Rock bust out an English gent voice. Oh I want to see the Rock just turn up in some like Catherine Cookson style. Like, could Hello, you imagine? Mate. Yeah, he's just like, Shut your he's just like seventeen mouth. feet tall and thirty feet wide, and he's just in a tweed suit on a hunting trip. <laughs> There's nobody in the UK built like The Rock. Maybe Eddie Hall, but apart from him, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else is very much smaller. Uh, December the 12th, the NBA refs returned to work after striking. Those bastards. So they had the strike because in their new contracts they couldn't strike, so they struck. It's That is quite some bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, can you just sign this? You're not allowed to strike. 
Okay. Mm. <laughs> we don't like it. We're going to drink. December 15th, this particular week, so a few days after this episode of Nitro, Playboy goes back on sale after a 36-year ban in Ireland. They didn't have Playboy for well, four decades in Ireland. Very religious country. Yeah. And now they've gone, nah, I'll let it go. It's fine. They've yeah. changed their minds. Uh, and December the 16th, the European currency officially named the Euro. That was creative. Oh, The Euro is coming, baby. I see. I, I I miss the Deutschmark and I miss the Drachma I and I miss, miss I miss like like I, when I was a kid I used to collect coins like and I loved foreign currency. Yeah. And that was boring as fuck. It's like oh I'm going to France. Oh I'm going to Greece later in the year. I've still got those euros left over from that time I stopped in at Schiphol Airport. <laughs> I guess they all work. Shame, I want funny shaped weird coins. There was one in Malta that was all wiggly and it felt like it was made of plastic. Now, I don't even know if they've got the euro, but I don't know if it's still there. That's why we liked going to Iceland a few years ago, because Iceland still had their own currency. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's Canada's nice. money's weird. Yeah. They were it's like a- one of the first people that did all the plastic currency and stuff. They're ahead, they're ahead on most. And I remember there was a rumor. It's like if you if you scratch the fifty and sniff it, or it was like a certain one. It's like it smells like maple syrup. And it's like <laughs> it can't be true. Whereas if you scratch and sniff a fifty over here, you get put in the tower. No, you 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 just get a very nice long afternoon. I'd imagine of 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 cocaine bliss <laughs> because there's some like worrying figure, is it? That's like most of the currency in circulation is being used to do some toot. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> very toot heavy country. Yeah, I think it's just the you know the tip of the iceberg on many many problems. But. In in the wrestling yeah. news, uh, no problems. Uh, well, some problems on the horizon for WCW. Last week's ratings: Raw got two point six, Nitro two point four. We did back it's some a Vince McMahon bullshittery. I think <laughs> we touched back a little. I refused bit to accept it. We won ten nil every time. <laughs> every week it was ten every nil week. or nothing. I told you, I'm going to write a manifesto. Well, you don't know yet, but yeah, if you watch the, the WrestleMania 17, I, I finally had enough of this. <laughs> I, I'm going to write all the wrongs of WCW. It's all right, though. I can't wait for that book. <laughs> it's all right, though, because Eric Bischoff and the WCW heads have said, remember last week we said that they're looking to basically do double tapings of Nitro yeah. to cut some costs. They've got, nah, fuck that. We're doing one a week until April because that's when they reckon the WWF will be done by April. Yeah, so done. we're just gonna you know, we're just gonna fucking. They've only been around ground. since you know <laughs> fucking nineteen dickety three, but <laughs> now they'll be done in April. They're they'll adamant by April that they they say Titans on its last legs. They want to keep up the they want to keep up the, the the pressure until at least through April. God, and it's gonna, comical now, isn't it's it? Hilarious. Looking at how it turned out, we're gonna wear them down dead it's quick. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, WCW is part of a major forbidden door opening coming up. At Antonio Inoki news. Duh, 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 duh. Slap, Inoki slap. news. <laughs> He's announced a house show uh, in conjunction with the Los Angeles Marathon, where he's going to be a torchbearer, is Inoki. Okay. Uh, he's going to run, he's going to, he's going to shuffle on the floor and kick it up with his feet. Uh, he says, the, he says the plan is that the show is going to take place at the Great Western Forum on March okay. the 3rd. And it's going to feature All Japan, New Japan, EMLL, AAA, WCW, and WWF. This is the World Wrestling Peace Summit, is it not? It is indeed. Yeah. So this is uh, this is a show I think I've only seen little bits of, mm. but it's always fascinated me. But I believe the invitation was extended to WWF, but they snubbed them. A WWF talent does turn up because of by virtue of them signing with the WWF right. after they'd agreed to do the summit. Uh, do you know who that is? Who is it? It's Vader. 
Vader. Oh, no surprise there. It's Vader, man. Yeah, Vader signs with WWF and says, I've still got some dates I want to fulfill. And WWF go, yeah, knock yourself out. Yep. One of them's a WCW show. And they're like, oh, okay. So at yeah. this point, they're like, yeah, okay, fine. Vince is just like, you want to do a WCW show to you, Vader? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a nice long feud with Shawn Michaels for you, son. <laughs> Let's see, see how, how you feel after that. Out. We're going to send you to Kuwait for a bit as well. <laughs> Don't fuck that up. <laughs> But he did fuck that up. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, this is Ron Howard. But he did. Uh, Public Enemy uh, looking to be making their debut for Dub C Dub next month. Plan is to put them against the Nasty Boys on the 23rd of January. Uh, there's a little bit of legal, legal to do with them in Def Jam. I keep forgetting the Nasty Boys are still a fucking thing. They're the original Public Enemy. Oh, the pubic enemy, God. if you will. <laughs> We've got so much nasty boy shit to deal oh, with. Oh. So many trips to Pity City coming up. Um, may not be known as the public enemy. Uh, that won't last. No, no, it won't no. do. But the, did you know the name, the work in progress name they had for them? No. The Mac Daddies. The Mac Daddies. I see it. You know, mm, yeah. WCW. Hey, what would somebody from the fifth... Ted? <laughs> what do you call two cool guys? I'd call them Mac Daddies. Okay. <laughs> That's what they will be. Uh, Paul Heyman apparently claims he owns the name Public Enemy in wrestling. So um, Paul Heyman's dad is a, is a lawyer. I don't know whether he's ever mentioned that before. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, I think, I don't know exactly how it will have gone down, but I guess, you know, they made their name as Public Enemy. Mm. And if they were Public Enemy before they came into ECW, or if Heyman didn't register the trademark in time, then he can kind of go get fucked. Yeah. From a legal standpoint. <laughs> you fuck all the way off with your legals, you yeah. bastard. Um, otherwise, a light week in news. We're kind of winding down for the year now because it's December. Yeah. It's the middle of December. Christmas is coming. We've got, I think, three more Nitros of 95 and a yeah. Starcade. Um, but we'll get touch on Starkid as we roll through this week's show. Uh, Monday Nitro is live from Charlotte, North Carolina. We are deep in the heart of Flair Country. Literally the capital of Flair Country. The capital yeah. of Flair Country. He loves it so much, he names his daughter after it. Well, he doesn't. He names her Ashley. He names his daughter after it. Right. Ask the <laughs> WWE. <laughs> definitely what he did, Your Honor. Um, now, the crowd here are quite a bone of contention for WCW bookers this week. Oh, it's week. magnificent. It, this is a beautiful why, thing. Like, why run Flair Country if you don't want Flair getting cheered? It's the sheer arrogance, the temerity, the lion, the witch, the audacity of this bitch <laughs> to run Flair Country with Ric Flair as a heel and Hogan as a face. Yeah. Good fucking luck. There's, there's a moment we'll talk about later that Woo-hoo! happens right at the end of the show that I just adore. I know it's, what you it's, mean already. It's perfect. Um, the crowd are already annoyed before the yeah. show has started because there was a lot of anti-Hogan and pro-Ric Flair signs that got all confiscated. Of course. Him, and they got nice WCW Hulk Hogan bandanas in their place, I they believe. They absolutely did. That's why you see. <laughs> yeah, so if you are confused, like, 
they're booing, but everybody's bought the Hogan merch. No one's bought the Hogan so merch. So it was actually given out? Uh, yeah, according to the Observer, wow. uh, they gave the front row all Hogan merch to wave around, and that explains why that a lot segment of is so fingers. glorious. I was thinking, I was they're like, Handing why? them out. Yeah. They can't shift the merch. They can't shift Hogan merch for love nor money at these live shows. Obviously, when It's because go- he went heel. <laughs> he went- it's because he wore black clothing and was a face, which made him a heel. I love how... I love some of the ways they desperately try and get around some of the reactions during this show. It is... I, I almost applaud Bischoff for some of the shit yeah. he comes out with. It's incredible. Um, Heenan, Bischoff, and Mongo are on comms. Pepe's wearing a little yellow, little, little leather jacket. Little biker boy. He's adorable. They're chatting away about the main event that's coming up. And as they're chatting, I'm thinking, why are they running the horsemen as heels in this main event? Like, are they are they really hoping that? But then no, no time one to think. Notice? No time to think. No, you're literally sat there, as you said, just going. Uh... And you just hear ding ding, and they're like, and they're caught off guard. Yeah, because already in the ring, it's the first time I think I've had an already in the ring for both competitors. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Guerrero is facing JL, Jerry Lee. Mr. JL. To get us started tonight, uh, Guerrero is going to be part of the Wrestling World Cup at Starcade. So I like this. So, as well as doing, and there was some concern because they didn't think the WCW versus New Japan would draw that well. So they yeah. bolted out with the WCW title match and the triangle match mm. as well. But we've and got... they, they really try, like, through the night. They're like, so you're facing Tenzan, and, you know, they're really, really trying to... Yeah, Japanese superstar, but he's not going to be able to... And it's just, you know, they're really, really trying to get over that these guys are a big deal. They put them over, big style. Yeah. Uh, so the teams for like for the wrestling world cup as they're calling it so basically they never catch on (laughs) i can't think of any other wrestling promotion anywhere can you sam that ran a wrestling world cup no i can think (laughs) of one that i if i i don't know i i I, to touch on that yeah i admire the uh the 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 idea i admire the, the breadth of the idea yeah like, the, like the, how big it the was. execution element of it was like I I I don't know if I could do it again because you're because di- it was just like like yeah. it has so many prelims and then like into the finals and it was like a five day tour for the final it was mental because you're dealing it was with great so, but it was just with like, something that like a a like a a world wrestling league would run yeah but you're doing it under the the rules the principles of indie wrestling so therefore you've got these round systems yeah some wrestlers drop out yeah some wrestlers don't make it yeah looking then... at you michael elgin <laughs> <laughs> let's not look at michael elgin yeah. uh but there's um, but there's a uh, but there was all but there was all that that you dealt with and the tournament yeah. was still fun yeah I watched, it was, as it a was fan, fun i watched it, was it and fun. i really loved it, it was it was just oh god it was a stressful stressful good good couple of months it was a flip in wild oh. time to, to watch and I imagine for you what was the most stressful part about the Wrestling World Cup I can't even tell you I think I nearly fell asleep twice in the finals oh god like at the desk and I think I remember waking up to uh, like Peter just came back with like just Red Bull like there you go <laughs> and I was just like thank you <laughs> just trying to like hold my eyes open just cutting <laughs> It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, but we are getting a World Cup in 95 here. So this is the original one. And it features uh, Michael Elgin. No, it doesn't. Um, from WCW side, we have Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Alex Wright, Lex Luger, Johnny B-Bad, Randy Savage, and Sting. So it's quite a cross-section. A lot of America in there, though, isn't there? Oh, it's very Speaks American. Speaks volumes, doesn't it? World Series is always America. Yeah. America always wins the World Series. Yeah. Fucking livid. One, one day it'll be Bristol. Yeah. Um, they're facing from New Japan, Jushid Liger, Masa Chono, Masa Sai, 
Saito, uh, Shinjiro Otani, Tenzan, and Kensuke Sasaki. I just want to watch Tenzan fuck up some shit. Oh, Tenzan is savage. Big, big bully boy. Oh, I like that Tenzan. haircut. It's a haircut. Did he have? It's I've like, not seen it's like him the yet. flat top mullet. Yeah. It's just, oh my God. Peak Tenzan. Uh, Eric Bischoff is the match between JL and Eddie gets underway is plugging Starcade and the Wrestling World Cup. Quote Eric Bischoff, Christ, we've come a long way. If any of these Japan wrestlers think Eddie Guerrero is doing is going to be a cakewalk oh, God. or a rice cakewalk, they have another thing coming. I like that the rest of commentary kind of let that sit like a wet fart. They it was brilliant. <laughs> And, and do you know what? And Heenan, who normally would be somebody you go, oh, no, don't speak. Yeah. Heenan really went, no, actually, you need to shut up because yeah. I've seen these guys training and, and America's in trouble. And then Eric like, tries to get his own back, I think, moments later because he's like, oh, uh, Eddie working the leg there of Mr. Jail. And he's like, he's working the knee, actually. And Bobby's like, <laughs> knee, leg. They're both attached to the hip. What does it matter? <laughs> it's like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Uh, this is a great high flying encounter to get us started. Yeah, this it, week. it's fast. It, mm. it kind of it, it does everything it needs to do. It ends abruptly. It's exciting. It kind of sets the pace for the night. Mm. Uh, it, if if you know if that was going to be the pace for the night, because it hits a fucking brick wall. Because it feels like we spend ninety percent of this show on the ramp with Mean Gene. Oh, he's a busy boy. So oh. Mean Gene. Uh, but in this particular match, because JL is shorter than Eddie, Eddie kind of becomes the de facto power guy, which is you don't see very big often. boy. Yeah. Big boy. Uh, JL lands a beauty of a senton off the apron about halfway through this one. Some great chain wrestling. Some liquid wrestling. Yeah. Uh, that ends with Guerrero reversing a reversal on a sunset flip mm-hmm. for the win. Really lovely match to guess. Yeah, and it, it just, again, it's that whole, you know, we've talk, spoken about it many, many, many times now, but Bischoff's car crash analogy, it mm. works. People stop, they pay attention, and for one moment, they're not all chanting about Ric Flair. If you like wrestling that has a logical beginning, middle, and end, uh, this is where your night should end. Thank you very yeah. much for coming. Yeah. Because it's just... Oh, God, right. So after this, Lex Luger and Jimmy Hart are on the ramp chatting to Mean Gene, who's got his working, oh, he's got his trainers on Luger tonight. Luger here. So I, 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 I listened to this Luger promo three times. Yeah. I couldn't make out the points he was making. He's not really making any points. He's just saying words. The, all that's important about this Luger promo is that he stumbles over his words and he says, Wubble, you see, W. And that alone, I I checked out at that because I was just sat laughing at myself going, <laughs> Wubble UCW. What was he trying to say? WCW. World, the World Wrestling Federation. I don't know. The World, world WCW. He went, Wubble you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he talks about, he doesn't like Flair, but respects Flair. 17 yeah. time Wubble UC champion. Yeah, he's trying to, he's trying to appeal to the, uh, to the to the audience, I guess, in a way, panda to them, maybe. Mm. But then he says it'll definitely come down to him and Sting and may the best man win. He talked and said nothing. Basically, he but that, that's, that's nothing. I don't know why he's surprised. That's like ninety percent of the TV promos we see. Luger does my head in on these shows. Like, when does he leave? Oh, he, he's there till two thousand and one. Yeah, he's he's Fuck! Luger's Luger's. How is he there? Well, listen later on. Listen yeah. later on. When he wrestles, he gets a monster pop. He does, actually. Yeah. I can't deny that. It's weird. Do you know who else gets a good pop on this show? Who? Disco Inferno. Yeah. They're all fucking... <sighs> Flair Country, what are you doing? So, uh, it's our next match. Disco Inferno taking on Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. The crowd are all doing the disco dance. They are loving life. And then out comes Morrissey's dad to sing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, wonderful... <laughs> 
Uh, but yes, wonderful. They call him Mr. Wonderful. You know he is so wonderful, and he knows it too, and then a lady repeats it. But essentially, you get that, and then one, two, three. That's the match. (laughs) But there's not really a lot. I mean, what there is, is a lot of fucking confusion, right? Yeah. Because you get... Because, so... That, and Orndorff checks out his own ass. That was quite interesting. That was quite cute. Yeah, that was quite a cute bit. But then the thing is, Disco Inferno has been pitched as a heel for weeks and weeks and weeks because he's there ruining the entrance of faces. But people like him. Mm -hmm. Paul Orndorff fancies himself, but yet he is a heel and the crowd chant Paula at him because this is a weird different time. Uh, And... Disco wrestles like the heel, and then Paul Orndorff has like a baby face comeback. Yeah. So you're thinking, okay, maybe Orndorff's the face in this? Orndorff is, uh, you know, related, you know, via the past to the horseman, though. So maybe, again, it could be some way of, well, they might cheer for Orndorff, but at the same time, who the fuck do you want them to cheer for? And that theory, I would completely get behind. Yeah. If... The finish wasn't Paul Orndorff hitting a back a back suplex and then putting his feet on the ropes for the one two three. Yeah, it's 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 a bit odd. It's a bit <laughs> it's odd. It's a lot. Um, I don't know and what it, doing. it doesn't really make much sense at all. Uh, but yeah, disco was kind of over, and and you know people enjoyed it. People enjoyed the shtick of. I used to love watching him get absolutely mm. splattered across the canvas every week. But then I wouldn't have minded if they if they if they very very clearly switched roles and had Paul Orndorff doing the the heel battering at the start and disco yeah. making the baby face comeback. I guess the audience is probably already conditioned to this point. Just be like, oh, disco's out, right? He's going to lose. How's he going to lose? Yeah, so do you reckon? It, it, there's not really like a. I don't. Reading into it, it just makes it more confusing. I try, yeah, mate. Yeah. This is where I'm going wrong. Like, I, I, I foolishly want I, some clarity. It's kind of like they were just like, storytelling. Uh, just do that. <laughs> like, it's unless disco is like, you know, the base level person you beat before you start your run. Mm. But it doesn't really matter for Orndorff anyway. Yeah, because, well, as we're going to find yeah, out. Yeah, what's about to happen to him? Um, the Horseman, okay, so after that match, shades of grey on all these guys. People don't know whether to boo or cheer, but they love disco, that's for a fact. Mm. The Horseman on the ramp chatting to me and Gene Oakland, some light woos from the crowd. Uh, Pillman was asked about joining the Horseman. He said it's the chance of a lifetime to be part of the greatest dynasty in pro sports. Pillman reveals that Hulk Hogan wanted to be a Horseman when he played the bad guy. I bet he did. Yeah, but when Flair ripped off the black spandex, went back to being good, Pillman says that they've got black in their hearts, they can't take off. Yeah. Uh, but Pillman loves Hogan. He then reveals the American males sent some glossy photos of a lewd... They hinted that they were of a lewd variety. Yeah, so the American males were sending um, unsolicited sexual uh, content to mm-hmm. the members of the Four Horsemen. Uh, we know that they are apparently flexible boys, <laughs> so is that take how you get from in? that what you will there's many different things you could take from the flexibility but one in particular <laughs> that's right <laughs> their neck um pillman mocks the dungeon of doom very briefly uh i think he was about to go into a thing about them wanting to be in the horseman but then uh he goes off saying paul orndorff was once a horseman material, and now he's part of the Psychic Friends Network. And then Mean Gene reminds him, look, Brian, you're in flare country. Can you please just give Rick, Rick the fucking mic, please? <laughs> yeah. So he kind of nudges him, and then Pillman steps back. Flair starts his random, you know, usual wooing and 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 let me tell you and all that. But big pops for yeah. Flair. Of course. It's it's like, you know, it's, it's very homecoming. Is, it's the biggest reaction of the night is when yeah. Flair starts talking. But he's 
couldn't talk for long because he's cut off by Paul Orndorff. He's, he's just so back. wonderful. He is so wonderful. He couldn't do one they segment. They call him Mr. Wonderful. <clears throat> yeah, I think he calls himself wonderful. And he knows it as well. Yeah, he knows it. <laughs> um, I must say about that Orndorff match very quickly because he comes out, like the music's playing, yeah. and he gets into the ring and he's about to go like, everybody sing along. And he, and he starts mouthing, wonderful. But it's the bit where they don't yeah. sing. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like proper yeah. drunk karaoke vibes. No, 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 no. And it's a shame as well, because like Orndorff, I remember I when I grew up, I was like, Orndorff was shit, man. He was so <laughs> shit. But then you look back and Orndorff was a big deal. Like Orndorff yeah. was a big deal. And, and it, it's like they couldn't have traded off that a little bit, maybe. It's weird, isn't it? Like, how they I, did Yeah, they just turned him into the narcissist Lex Luger. Yeah. Like there's great that like, you the more you dig into <laughs> it, you hear amazing stories about it. Like Orndorff and Hogan had like a, a hell of a house show. Yeah. Run. And um, the one thing that I learned, I don't know how much of an urban legend it is, but when it was Hogan Andre at WrestleMania 3, because mm. Andre was so fucking paggered, they had Orndorff on standby. Just in right. case, for whatever reason, Andre didn't make it. See, to Mania. this is more WWF bullshit. Is you need more? to actually go back and look at the footage <laughs> because Hogan actually he lifts up like just just before his feet lift off the ground, right? And then you'll notice the entire crowd changes, <laughs> right? It's all a green and screen. That, that Hulk Hogan is much bigger. Uh, and is actually Paul Orndorff for the slam, and then it cuts back to you know a different audience again. And Hogan's like, "Yeah, it's amazing what you could have done on an acorn back then." Yeah, it's class. <laughs> the PC, not the not the tree, um, not the tree bit, not the tree, <laughs> not the bit what fell off a tree. I don't know what an acorn is. A legume. It's a seed. It's a seed, isn't it? Of course, it's a seed, Tom. You silly fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so as Flair's talking, out comes Orndorff again, slagging off Brian Pillman. He's taking over, so he's taking issue with Pillman slagging him off. Yeah. Saying that he's only, and then Paul Orndorff says, look, you're only a horseman because I'm not. Which is a weird, like, hey, you're only a horseman because I'm a bit too shit to be one. <laughs> well, that's, that's me told. But it's how he comes out and he's like, listen here, youngster. And it's like, fuck me. Like, Paul, you're not even that old here. Come on. Pillman then says that Orndorff has reached a high level of mediocrity, which I thought was a great line. Pretty apt as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we lead uh, to Paul Orndorff saying, if you like carrying people's bags, that makes you a horseman. You shouldn't be one. This leads to a slap and then a fight. Flair and Anderson leap on Orndorff immediately. And a three-on-one beating ends with Anderson giving Orndorff a pile driver on the concrete. Not just any pile driver. No. Uh, Flair jumps in to spike him. So essentially, Paul Orndorff comes out to be like, I used to be a horseman. You're not fit to lace the horseman's shoes, you little bag-carrying teenager. Get out of here, <laughs> Brian Pillman. Who even are you? And instead of just going, fuck you, man, they paralyze him. They fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> they it's, absolutely uh, it's do. Quite, it's quite the ramp there. Yeah. <laughs> That'll teach you. Um, to the, the point where Orndorff's still being scooped up. They treat it scooped real up. legitimately. They're like, they're, they're getting, while the, the next entrances are happening, you know, they're, they're getting him onto a stretcher. They're examining him. They're oh, throughout the match. camera time. They're like putting yeah. him on a stretcher. They put him in an ambulance yeah. throughout the match. Um, this Orndorff attack it serves two purposes in the eyes of the promoters tonight. Um, Orndorff's off to undergo some surgery. Right. Uh, I don't know 
what on, but Dave says this is explains his absence. Yeah. Like we'd have I'm sorry, I mean this sounds really shit. We wouldn't have noticed. We wouldn't have noticed. We wouldn't have noticed. We wouldn't have noticed. It's not like he's been mm. a featured player so far. Like he's had his moments. He's came in and you know, and he's been good sort of midnight filler, but it, it's not like he's in a featured role. Mm. And it like, you know, Granny's not gonna be ringing up going, Where's Paul Orndorf? Yeah, exactly. Like uh, it's also the Orndorff attack is another attempt to try and get the crowd to to react the right way because they were hoping. Oh, they go to... fucking ape shit. The second flare spikes him. It's like <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's dead. This is yeah, not what we were hoping Fuck for. New York. <laughs> <laughs> they were not hoping that would happen. They were hoping to get it to turn flare. Yeah. Uh, but alas, it did not. Uh, so good luck, Orndorff, going forward. Uh, we'll keep an eye on him throughout our next match. It's Lex Luger versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And this is the one. So, you Two know, American it's, icons. It's a pretty straightforward, pretty quick match. Mm. Uh, but it ends with Luger getting Duggan in the torture rack. It does. And uh, the pop. The pop for the torture rack is fucking huge. Yes, there is a big bit. A lot but of love. I guess is Lex is also a former horseman by this time. So so do you think that's where the pops are from? I don't know. Like, I don't even know. But like, I, I always like the torture rack. So it was a pretty good, like a pretty unique move. Nobody else was using it. Mm. So like stretching somebody physically over the back and the theatrics of him jumping up and down. It looks quite jittery on the bones. Mm. But ultimately, it's a bit shit. He's just kind of giving a guy a bit of a stretch. Yeah. But I don't know. They they just loved it. They absolutely really loved it. They did. Uh, yeah, at one point, yeah, the finish of this one comes. Duggan is going to use his tape from his wrist to choke out Luger. Again, yeah. shades of grey. And then Jimmy Hart jumps onto the ramp with the two by four, with, or jumps on the apron with the two by four, rather. Ref's distracted. Uh, Duggan wipes him out. Uh, Luger puts him in the torture rack. Pop for the rack and yep. the win. And. Uh, Luger, Luger looking strong going into the triangle match. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. We're getting very, very sleepy, uh-huh. Now step out of it and step into a baby spicy Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. 
quick because me and Gene is back on the ramp again. <laughs> Christ, he's an old man. They've just got him a fucking stool, haven't they? I just think, yeah, I'd give him a stool. Yeah. Inside he's, just sat, he's just sat on a stool halfway down the ramp every time somebody comes out. Do you want to talk? Are there no other ways you can promote the matches? <laughs> Uh, mean Gene's chatting to Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, the WWE World Champion. Gene putting him over as a busy champ. Yes. He's facing Tenzan, and he's facing the winner of the triangle match at Starcade, mm-hmm. and he's defending his title against the Giant next week. Yeah, and, and as Randy knows, you know, the Giant's dad was a hell of a guy. You know, very powerful wrestler. So, uh, you know, just make sure you don't mention him by name, but his dad, <laughs> his definite real dad, uh, you know, Randy, Randy knows how strong he was. Savage says he's solving one problem at a time, focusing on the match against the Giant next week. Savage has only felt power from the, from, like the Giants, from Andre the Giant. <laughs> like, don't say his name. Sam just told Come on, you Randy. not to say his You're name. You're not allowed to say it. He then says next week on TNT, he'll be dynamite. Tony Khan in the womb. Somehow his ears prick up at this point. Tony will have been like 28 by here. He's oh, like he 70 been, now, he? isn't he? Okay, well, in that no, case. Tony would have been, what, like a teenager maybe? Just about? Tony Khan would have been just about. Tony Khan about to write something witty in the video for in the yeah. tape trading this forums. This might have been back when he was like sat there, you know, just doing his own fantasy booking in his notepads. Uh, yeah. yeah, and he would have been watching this going dynamite TNT. I like it. Let's not use TNT by ACDC yeah. as our theme, even though it makes absolute sense. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Light the fuse. Bring the boom. Uh, he says, like dynamite, you'll blow up in the giant's face. There's no substitute for victory, which is a weird catchphrase from Savage now, apparently, <laughs> that we'll never hear again. Car- hard cut to a Slim Jim commercial. <laughs> There's one thing in this Randy Savage promo that I love. Go on. Uh, and so he's talking about, I can't even remember, somebody hurting his dad, uh, but oh, like yes. somebody attacking Angelo Poffo. Uh, but to... <laughs> It's the way he just goes, hurt my dad. Like it's flair. one word. Yeah, it's like flair. It's like flair. Hurt my dad. And it's all the way he says it is like isolated and it just sounds fucking ridiculous. I'm not thinking about my buddy Sting or the nature boy Ric Flair that almost one year ago today hurt my dad. It's almost like a South Park. <laughs> they took our jobs moment. <laughs> yes, I think it was flair that he was talking about. Like who would hurt my dad uh, in that particular bit. So Savage is competing next week. Uh, we come now speedily to our It is Ric Flair and Arn Anderson in Flair Country versus Hulk Hogan and Sting. In Flair Country. In Flair Country. Five lads with their tops off, with in letters written on their chest spelled Sting. In Flair Country. I was just thinking, thank God they didn't get their seats mixed up. They had spelled Gintz. <laughs> it's pretty interesting how the, they all look like WCW mid-carders. Oh, is this another Sam Spiracy? No, no. WCW would never do that. <laughs> They'd never plant their own <laughs> mid-cars in the crowd. So, uh, Ho- Flair and Anderson come out. Love for the horsemen. Yeah, Pops of course. For the Pop. They're in their horseman gear. People they, they, you love know, it, it's, the horsemen. It's, it's, it, they're not, not going to get cheered. No. It's, it's come on. It's the most logical thing. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, if you can predict it and you don't want it, then reschedule your show here's a yeah there's a wild thing did you desperately need to do flair and anderson versus hogan thing on this night like was that was that was that was the, the rest of the week it's booking the easiest on but it. surely if flair country is this rabbit the easiest way to sell out any single given show in flair countries to go hey rick flair's coming flair savage next. i'll just be like could have done flair savage they could have done but but no because yeah. we have a plan because we've got to get H- hogan's the boy so 
Sting comes out to his theme. Man called Sting. Man called Sting. He does this. He does that. Something about a bat. And uh, and as Sting's music's playing, Hogan then walks out looking yeah. perplexed. And then they kind of hit American Made. No, they don't even. They don't even no, hit American Made. They do not hit American Made. I thought he came out to American Made. No, Maid. they play Sting's music all the way through. From this, I I gauge that Sting and Hogan were meant to come out together. But Hogan wanted his own pop. No, no, not even that. Hogan oh, was oh, I scared. Think, I think behind the scenes, I think the they were like. I think I think in front of camera it was like Hogan and Sting a united force, but Sting comes out early and Hogan's like, "Why did you, I thought we were going to come out together, brother, brother, brother?" I think behind the scenes, I uh, think they were nervous about hitting American Made because yep. people would boo. Yeah, and then they'd have forever the visual of Hogan getting booed to shit. So Hogan coming out looking confused. Yeah, they still boo. Yeah, but they can kind of play it off. Yeah, as like, oh, there's. Tension between Sting and Hogan, <laughs> and that's what people are reacting to. Yeah. No, they fucking hate Hogan. Christ! Look at the front row. They've got all their Hogan shit. <laughs> of course, how silly of me. This is Hogan country. This is fucking. It's the United States Christ. of America. It's Hogan country. If, <laughs> USA is a Hogan country. Christ, if this is Hogan country, I want a holiday there because it's <laughs> hilarious. Every time Hogan does anything in this match, fucking deep booze. Oh, yeah. I've never. I know that over the past few weeks we've been watching these, and you can hear the crowd turn sometimes a bit more than others. I don't think I've had a night where it's we on watch a penny. This. It's on a penny. Yeah. They're just like. Ooh, ah, ooh. They're ready every time. And like at one point, Hogan bops on Anderson while Hogan's on the ringside. Yeah. And they boo that. Yeah. To the point where it goes, so like, hey, Sting, tag me in. There, people are unhappy because I'm cheating. So yeah. bring me in legally. And then so then Anderson tags Sting. What and so Anderson tags Flair. Wild pop for Flair. Yeah. Did you hear how Bischoff played this off? No. Bischoff said, Oh, this crowd, they love it. They want to see Ric Flair in there with Hulk Hogan. So what he's done there, it's not very wrong. cleverly. It's not wrong. It's not. He's very cleverly gone. They're not cheering Flair. They're cheering for Flair and Hogan. If it, so, it's it's both my dance and yeah. his dance. That's I, what all the money's for. <laughs> I liked I liked how Bobby, even though he's anti Hogan, was sat there the entire time going, "Hogan's not even got in yet." Before <laughs> Hogan gets in, and he's just like, "Look, he's just leaving Sting to everything as he would." Uh, but he's like, he's not been in there once. It's like he's teaming with fucking Hogan. Of course he hasn't. <laughs> Not tonight of all nights. Hogan's going to get in for his scheduled two minutes, his six moves in his win, but that's it. Hogan Hogan is terrified of being exposed as the wrong one here. It's hilarious. Um, Flair bumps for Hogan regardless of reaction. The crowd are sort of just uh, just lively at this point. Uh, and he's bumping for Hogan, uh, and then he sends Flair out of the ring. Arn jumps Hogan. Even Arn gets a little pop for attacking Hogan. Of course from the he back. does. Arn fucking Anderson. This is Ric Flair country. It is true. Sting gets the tag. Cheers again. Okay, order is somewhat restored. Uh, some nice chain wrestling between Flair and Sting. These two know each other inside mm-hmm. out. They always have a lovely time. Uh, Sting goes. The, this is a lovely little spot. Sting goes to the Scorpion Deathlock on. Flair. Oh, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. Comes over with the DDT. That's it. Fuck it. It's so good. It's Beautiful. always seamless. I was like, I replayed it a couple of times. I was like, what mm. the fuck? Because I didn't quite catch what happened. But yeah, Arn just out of nowhere, and it's just like, oh, like holy shit. So as Flair's in the death, because Hogan's still kind of like you know theatrics on the outside trying to get to Sting, even though he's you know ten feet away from him. Mm. But yeah, it's it's all just kind of. 
it just happens. Yeah. It's, it felt very much like a spot that was ahead of its time. It really did. But it still felt very old school because it was just matter of fact, full stop, DDT, fuck you, see you later, I'm getting out of the ring. Answer and it was goodness. like, and it's the way Arn moves though, right? Because yeah. Arn just moves with precision. He's like a hitman. He just comes in. It's like boom, 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 out. Like when he, he hit the spinebuster on Taker, in spinebuster, out. It's like there's not a single wasted bit of momentum with Arn. So I think it, it, he's so good for these little moments. I could watch that spinebuster gif all day. I want them to clone Arn Anderson. Can we do that? I think they have with Brock Anderson. He's very Arn-like. I, I just want to. I just want Arn. I just want to, I want that kind of element in wrestling. I think the best we'll get is Brock once Brock gets his sea legs. Yeah. Then then once Brock's hitting that spine buster all pretty, then oh. we'll have a lovely day. Um, so, well, after that bit happens, that little bit of technical excellence. Yes. Here comes Jimmy Hart and Lex Luger. <laughs> yeah, and the, uh, it's great because Hogan looks over, sees Jimmy Hart, sees Lex Luger, who's forgot to crouch. Yeah. Just like this. <laughs> Just wanders out. Like fucking Mr. Bean. Hogan <laughs> looks Mr. straight Bean. at him. He's like, he's just looking around the crowd like, look at these fucking hicks. He's uh, so like, lost. Gets out, looks Hogan dead in the eye. Hogan looks him dead in the eye. And then he goes, <laughs> sneaks around. So Hogan is like very clearly publicly pointing at heart and trying to follow him like he hasn't fucking seen Luger. Oh. And then Luger just pulls him off the apron and Hogan acts shocked. And he's like, oh my God. God. <laughs> uh, they have a fight of thumb, thumbs to the eye before Luger chucks him into the post and then hits the gets him in the torture rack outside the ring. Big pop for oh, Luger yeah. putting Hogan in the oh, rack. Oh, yeah. Big love for Luger putting Hogan in the rack. This leaves Sting all alone uh, for a good five or six minutes. Hogan manages to get onto the apron, but Sting is trapped in the figure four. And this is a really nice bit. He drags Flair into his corner. And, yeah. But Arn, just being brilliant, Arn, no wasted momentum, as you said, pulls the ref out of position, doesn't see the tag. Yeah. Sting has to hang on in there. Eventually, we get Sting power up, make the tag to Hogan. Hogan hits the trademark shit. Boot to Flair, boot to Anderson. And this is actually, do you know what? We've, we've ragged on Hogan all this. Uh, he deserves it. But this is a fun finish. Boot to Flair, boot to he Anderson. He no sold the fuck Spinebuster, he doesn't deserve anything. I mean, there is that. He that literally he takes me. the Spinebuster hard, yeah, and then he's just like, "Whoop! No, no, no! I'm Hulk Hogan." It's like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, I, I kind of come to At expect that from Terry. Terry now. Terry like, just doesn't sell anything. It's it's, it's their country. You got to make him look strong. I mean, they know how strong he is, but Hogan, Hogan didn't need to do nothing. He just needs to hit big boots to Flair and Anderson, drop the leg as Sting <laughs> hits the splash, and then Hogan pins on fucking booze, booze, yeah. booze. Just bad. Just what were bad. you expecting? Post match, Brian Pillman and Lex Luger get in the ring. Um, so we have Pillman jump Sting. And uh, and then uh, Flair and Anderson double team Hogan. Yeah. Luger gets in and pulls Pillman off of Sting. Yeah, uh, which is a nice bit of storytelling. And then Sting gets up and Sting goes to help Hogan. And Luger's kind of holding him back, not aggressively, but just like, yeah. going, "Hey, what are you doing? Hey, no, me, chill mate. out. Yeah, hey, what's new? Ooh. You got? If you, you, you try that, let's go to the arcade later. You yeah. Try that Sonic the Hedgehog Ooh. blue curry. Yeah, are that you looks into interesting. Juice diets, Steve. <laughs> do you play? Do you play <laughs> Day Brain Dead Thirteen on the MS DOS? <laughs> Look at this thing I made on the acorn. <laughs> <laughs> what, the the seed? No. <laughs> it's, it's it's a tree thing, as Tom said earlier. Um, so eventually Sting pushes him away and goes yeah. to help Hogan. And uh, and then the, the eventually Savage comes out to even the odds. Yep. They send the horsemen pack in. And then we get our, our, our least favorite nitro trope. 
uh, which I feel like I, I make the thumbnails for the podcast of this. Yeah. And I realized this is maybe the fourth time I've done a screen grab from this episode. And the screen grab is fucking Hogan, Sting and Savage having a Barney. Yeah. Because this is how Nitro ends and it's, every it's, week. It's like proper Jerry Springer shit. It's, it's just like all about trust and fuck it. it's just bollocks basically and it's like of course sting wants the belt if you're a wrestler in a company and you don't want the belt what are you doing there like you don't go into wrestling to be like you know what i want to do tom i want to be the mid-card guy that lasts six <laughs> years and fucks off into obscurity i might become a motivational speaker one day you go in there to be the champ so like logically logically no but logically <laughs> I just realized I was describing Mark Mara. Uh, logically, you like, you know, as a person to get into wrestling, you you dream about being the champion. Mm -hmm. uh, as a wrestler in kayfabe, you surely want the biggest belt. So you like, do. it doesn't matter if you're friends, you know, it's a bridge you sometimes have to cross as we've seen in wrestling history, but mm. it can be done on a level of respect. And I guess that's what they're trying to kind of establish here. But at the same time, it is, as I wrote in my notes, a bullshit nonsense in-ring to end proceedings in front of a cold and uncaring crowd. So it gets Nitro out of 10. Um, there's a little there's a little um, <laughs> beat that I missed in which a Savage gets into the ring and clears house. At one point, there's just Savage and Sting. Yeah. And Savage taps Sting on the shoulder and Sting stares at Savage for a good three seconds before just punching it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can't even pretend it was an accident. Like, you looked at him and went, I'm just going to punch but you. The moment we were talking about earlier on when we were talking about the Hogan merchandise being given out to the front row. This is golden. So there is a guy, a proper like just fucking country looking guy on the front row. Looks like a hard working man who spent good money on these tickets to see Ric Flair get screwed over again. <laughs> uh, he stands up when he realizes that Mean Gene is speaking and he's like, shit, they're on the hard cam. So he turns around to the hard cam and he's like, yeah, they're on. He can see the red light. He can see Gene. And I think he looks to the screens and goes, yep. So he stood there. He then reaches down. And from his seat, he pulls up a Hulk Hogan bandana. And he holds it up. And then he turns around, tears it in half, and holds up the pieces before throwing up a four horseman symbol, <laughs> shaking his head and turning back to the ring. And then he throws the pieces of the bandana into the ring. It's like Cena throwing his shirt into the crowd to have it thrown back. It's like, oh. Super. gold. Golden. Whoever that man is, he deserves a fucking medal. God He should be in you. a wrestling hall of fame. Stunning. <laughs> if you are that man, reach out. God love him. Uh, yeah, everything they tried to do tonight to get Hogan over just bombed miserably. And it's hilarious. So uh, Gene Oakland is out to sort this mess out. Uh, Hogan's playing peacekeeper between Sting and Savage uh, without a trace of irony because last week Hogan he's the was, reason we're in this fucking yeah, mess Hogan was fucking giving it all this to Sting Look at the end saying, of World War what's III? your deal and he's saying we need to be friends but the end of World War 3 I went under the fucking middle rope whatever who gives a shit you're Hulk Hogan you don't need a belt you're, you're Hulk Hogan you don't need it <laughs> Savage says to Sting you're the most famous wrestler on earth even now it's ridiculous. I need to be a champion, brother. <sighs> Savage asks Sting, what's the deal with you? Jesus Christ, we know what the deal is! Him just, and Luger are mates! I just Luger's wanna, a baddie! I just want to be friends, Randy. What's your deal? I just want to be friends, Sting. What's your deal? I just want to make sure you're friends, boys. I, I, how, is, how is 
Savage and Hogan not getting this? When we blatantly get it every week. What's the deal, Sting? Luca's my mate. You're a pair of bellends. Luca's oh. my mate. Like, why is this an issue? I don't what's get the, it. What's I your deal? I don't get it. Sick. Right, if I were Sting, I'd go, right, first off, dickheads, you're in my company. <laughs> this is my promotion. You absolute Fuckers, you can't walk into my house and take your shoes off and drink all my fucking milk, right? No, Hogan's fucking Rick james up that couch like a motherfucker. <laughs> fucking Just ass. rubbing his muddy feet all over it. And second of all, I've now explained to you five times, <laughs> Luger is my friend. He's just a baddie at the moment. I I don't control him. I'm not his yeah, owner. I'm not his keeper. I'm not his, keeper. Yeah. I'm not his fucking wet nurse. I can't control him. <laughs> I've said this five times. How are you? How is it not sinking in? It's you geriatric bastards. <laughs> it's get I, out. I, I'm like sat thinking each time it happens. It's like, are they doing this for people that maybe have missed a couple of episodes? <laughs> They'll be doing it forever. But it's like they could have fucking shown a recap of that earlier in the night from any other show and had the awkward stare down and had Gene allude to it and they could have had a whole new conversation. Yeah. It could have been like, so have you found out anything more about Luger? Have you done... It, it, it's like, no. Like... We know the story. Like, at no point does anyone think maybe Sting's in cahoots with him. He's clearly not. He's oh, clearly not. Because even Hogan at this point is going, oh, actually, Savage, I just realised Sting helped me just then. And it's like neither one of them have sat to go, shit, is this, could this be mind games at all on Luger's part? Could there be any element of that going on? Like, I know, like, it's, it's like, oh, well, can we trust you, Sting? He's not going to fucking tell you if you can't. Exactly. I mean, He's yeah, going to say, that's yes, a, yes, you can trust point. me, Hogan. That's a brilliant point. Can you, can no, you, sorry, you... I was planning on taking the title. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> what am I like? That's a great point. My plan was that you were going to turn out, I was going to low blow you, right? And fucking <laughs> hit you with your own finish. Savage has the fucking temerity to tell us all to take a chill pill. Fucking hell, After mate. He's been shilling Slim Jims like a motherfucker. <laughs> Snap into a chill pill. Yeah. Hogan convinces Savage, Sting is on our side. They agree to stick together. The crowd fucking boo them out of the building. <laughs> There's trash being thrown. It, it's just. I, there is no way in because I was sat there going, no I was like sat there last. going because I wasn't really paying attention to the in betweens because I'm writing notes, so it's just like match segment, match segment. The adverts and filler, I, I, I sometimes it just passes me by because mm. I'm making notes, but I didn't realize it was it was it was Sting Hogan. So I was like, oh, Flair's gonna go over surely. Flair country, you know, big heel <laughs> win, whatever, and they'll cheer. And you can you can describe it away as you know, Ric Flair's a lot of history here, and the people they don't really care. They just want to see their guy do good. Like, cause, you know, there's the local element that they just didn't bother fucking playing in too much. No. And it's like, you, you don't have to have the Bizarro world line. You don't have to have any of that. Just call it like it is. These people love Ric Flair so much, they're prepared to turn a blind eye to his cheating. And that's a bad thing. You can do it and dress it up in the right way. Yeah. Or maybe just don't put Hogan and Flair in the ring together. Give Flair a big key win no, over because then Hogan gets booed else. regardless. They just should have just not had Hogan on the just, card. Just kept Hogan <laughs> can't miss Nitro. He's, yeah. the, he's the rating. Well, this is it. But then it's what a, what a, what a, a conundrum. What a conundrum that you face. What a moral <laughs> maze you face. Because if you put Hogan on the card, people fucking hate him. If yep. you take him off the card, no one fucking watches. And he'll be annoyed. Christ, it's like one of those. It's like a logic puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, no wonder they wound up where as, they were. Schrodinger's Hogan. Can you imagine? They're just like flicking through the date book and they're looking. It's like next week and it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Charlotte, no. And they've like got to change everything on the fly. Is this absolutely the best that you could have done, WCW? I don't, yeah. I don't think it is. I think we could have done more. Uh, Bischoff, Heenan, and Mongo pick the bones of Nitro. Plug Giant versus Savage for next week. If you put Giant Savage on this week, it'd have been fine. Yeah, it'd have been great. That Savage, Savage have got over like Rover against Giant. People would have enjoyed it. They'd loved that. Yeah. Christ, everyone needs to get their act together. Says Mongo. What a fucking mess. <laughs> what a show. Nitro. I, I am I am in awe of doing this because you have those conversations online with people yeah. watching and they go, oh, it was better back when I was watching Nitro. Really? Not, I mean, fuck, you're going through the Attitude Era. Like, we all sit here going, oh, the Attitude Era, you know, it was so much better. You don't remember how much shit, how much <laughs> literal shit there is yeah. throughout the Attitude Era because oh, you loads. only remember the best bits because there were so many best oh, bits. Loads. But there's, it, it is a slog at times to get through some of those roars. It's just like, oh, my God. And it's all, like, wacky, zany. And it works, but it, it's just like, fuck me, like... And as well, do you know what was weird about this? Uh, it, how far wrestling has changed in um, in the sense of legitimate injuries. So, you know, it, it's they talk a lot more about blood and violence back then. Mm -hmm. uh, but as Paul Orndorff's been stretched off, Mongo, obviously a pro football player, a former pro football player, yeah. uh, he has obviously on-field experience with people taking very big hits and ending up in similar situations. Mm. And he's just sat talking about it. Mm. And it's like now, like even if it was like gimmicked, I mean, Christ, after Daniel Bryan got fired for choking a guy, yeah. like it, it, it's like now you just don't get, because it, there's so much fear there to kind of be using potentially legitimate injuries or even kayfabe injuries in, mm. in such a manner. It's weird. Yeah, there's a reluctance to now, but they yeah. certainly leaned into it here oh, for the yeah. Paul Orndorff yeah. bit, which is one of the more compelling moments from this this hot mess of a night. Mm. Uh, all eyes on next week, Savage and Giant, as we get ready for Starcade 1995. Oh. Before that, Sam Driver, we have a jump to the future to make because on Saturday, yes. uh, it is the classic watch-along of WrestleMania X7. Matthew Gregg and myself, joined by Sam Driver from this illustrious podcast, and Jack Atkins from the Classic Raw Review. And we're going to talk about the, the one of the biggest WrestleManias of we're all time. We're going to talk about how WWE rewrote history <laughs> and how there is a secret WCW history that they have hidden. If you ever wanted to know what that secret WCW history was, Tinfoil Sam has got don't you call covered. call me that. You don't believe it. Sorry. Lex Luger was made Tim of... Tinfoil George Lex has Luger. got you covered. Lex Luger was made of biscuits for six weeks in 1998. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. The evidence you'll find on Saturday on the exactly. WrestleMania 17 watch along. And until Saturday, he is at the Sam Driver on Twitter. I'm at Sam Campbell on Twitter. Go the Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic Wrestling News.